Area 2508. Area 31, There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Hey, we have a very special show for you tonight. We have a very special guest in the studio with us. Everyone else is off on vacation. And we talk about this uh, person a lot, but she very rarely makes appearance on the show for reasons maybe we'll find out tonight. So gracing us with her presence in the studio is the very lovely... Lois Lane. Lois. Hi, Mac. How are you doing tonight? Okay. Thanks for having me on. You're having a, uh, you had laryngitis a little while ago, right? Yes, I'm recovering from that, so I apologize if my voice is a little shaky tonight. Did you say sexy or shaky? (laughs) Shaky, Shaky. for sure. (laughs) So, Lois, how come you're not on the show more often? Stage fright. <laughs> I thought you going to say, you know, it's not your cup of tea. Anyway, well, look, we're going to be doing a bunch of things tonight. Um, maybe editing in some uh, Mads, Mac, After Docs, and, you know, who, who knows what else. But just keeping in the, um, you know, the flavor of the usual show, we have a top ten. Top ten. Lois, okay. Woo-hoo. Top Should ten. Should we do a drum roll or something? No, we have uh, music for this type of thing. Oh, cue the music. Cue the music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, here we go. These are top ten true or false questions for Lois Lane. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Can I plead the fifth? Or uh, let's see. Pass? Um, you've heard the show. You know what to expect, right? Mm, I, not, I, I'm not a regular listener, to be honest. Wow. Mm, boy, that hurts. That's right <laughs> in the heart. Okay. I'm not sure it does. Here we go. <laughs> Worlds collide. <laughs> <laughs> top ten true or false questions for Lois Lane. Number ten. True or false, there are more stars in the universe than grains of sand on Earth. Okay. So I know what the correct answer is, but I know I can't believe it. So more, excuse me, more stars is the correct answer, but Mm -hmm. I always feel like whoever counted all the sand everywhere on this planet. Well, they calculate. And the sand keeps getting created with weathering. They know how much space a one grain of sand takes up okay mm-hmm. so then they figure well how much does you know how much i mean piece of sand then a cubic inch and a cubic whatever and by doing that they figured out that there is 700 trillion cubic meters of sand on earth 700 trillion cubic meters and there's more stars than that well because the universe is endless yes do you know okay. what i mean mm-hmm. i think it's probably pretty okay. close though Number nine. Don't Number you nine. think? I mean, really. What? 
I, 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 I mean, because sand keeps getting created. Well, so does stars. Oh, that's true. Well, it takes longer to make stars than it does to make sand. But, you know, I'm not a scientist. It's just hard to... Those numbers are unfathomable okay. anyway, so... Hard to wrap you. Okay. Move along. Move along. Number nine. <laughs> Number nine. The first person to orbit the Earth was a Russian. True or false? True. Yuri Gargarin. Wow. Wow. Lois. Okay. <laughs> I pay attention once in a while. Okay. Can you... Uh, do you but know... did that count the dog? There was a Russian dog. Yeah, that was well. And some monkeys that they killed. Not a person, the yeah. The poor monkeys died on re-entry. But um, uh, he was a fighter pilot, right? Yes. He had a very weird death on March 27, 1968. 1968 he died? <clears throat> yep. The, uh, he orbited the Earth in um, uh, April 12th of 61, and then he died in 68. He was flying his jet drunk uh, shooting the machine guns at reindeer. Oh my up gosh! In the no way. In Russia and uh, and crashed. Yep. Wow, that's okay. after doing something so fantastic to end that way is pretty sad. Number eight. Oh true, wow. True or false? Number eight. True or false? Van Halen wrote their number one hit, "Hot for Teacher," about you. <laughs> well, seeing as I wasn't a teacher when okay. that song came out. Next. And since I'm not hot, though. Nice well, to think I'll that somebody thinks so. Um, number seven. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> True or false? You love bats. Well, okay. So I have a complicated relationship with bats. <laughs> well, tell us about it. <laughs> well, I've had some experiences in the middle of the night with bats being in the house, floating above the bed, mm-hmm. and I woke up to them. That was very, and some other. Sometime we'll tell those stories, yes. but. But I also find them, you know, pretty fascinating creatures. So while I don't want them near me, just like insects, I don't want them around me. Mm -hmm. But I know they serve a purpose, so. I thought you were going to say they're cute. Well, actually, there's a picture book called Stella Luna Mm -hmm. that makes bats seem pretty adorable. Really, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) I knew that word would come out at some point. Number six, true or false? Cavemen kept dinosaurs as pets. <laughs> Are we trying to educate people here or what? <laughs> so clearly, no. Okay. Well, number five. These are top ten true or false questions. Are you? Okay, go for, ahead. For the lowest rank. Oh, no I don't what? think they're very challenging. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe they'll get harder How as about we this go along. <laughs> okay. Number five. True or false. Shea thought Mount Rushmore was a natural formation. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I've heard this before, that maybe she did, but that's, that's, how could anybody think that, you know? That'd be really strange. But then didn't somebody think chicken of the sea was real chicken? So, oh, I guess... That was, um, who was that? Um, that, oh, she was married big, to, they had like guy. a reality show, yeah. married to... She was big there for a while, Br- yes. not Britney Spears, but one no. of those, yeah, she yeah. thought chicken of the sea anyway, was Anyway, yep. so I would say, I want to say... That she did think that. Oh. She did think that. that wow. She's so much adult. I want applause. Is this applause? Oh. No. <laughs> applause? No. Because <laughs> I got them right. She's just dopey. <laughs> she's just a dopey. She married Sonny. How, you know, how much dopey are you? Yeah, but she was a kid. She number, was probably coerced. Number f- no. <laughs> well, she was like 16. He was like 85. So. Okay. And he made her famous? Well. Well. 
It doesn't make it right. <laughs> he, was a, he turns out to be a drug addict, and he's all popped up and uh, hits a tree ski and then dies. Well, let's not make fun of addicts because that's a tough thing. Number four. Yes. True or false, Mac is a good cook. He can make some things really well. <laughs> so, Like what? Tell me. Leave, leave me a list. <laughs> there was something called chicken a la king. Oh, my God. Okay, next. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, number three. Number three. So we're skipping over the a la king story yes. completely. Okay. If you, don't, if you don't want to tell the bat story, well, how can we tell? I would tell the bat story. I didn't know how much time we well, had. Tell, we got all the time in the world, my dear. Oh, my gosh. What okay, the, what so bat story you want to tell? I'll Just, start from the beginning. Okay. There's three different bat stories in our life. Okay. So we came home from a very long train ride from Florida, walk in the door, drop our bags, get comfortable Looking forward to watching the Patriots game. I make popcorn in a giant bowl. Yes. We sit on the couch, under blankets, turn on the TV. Maybe we were home 30 minutes. I don't know. Maybe. Yep. I don't know. Whatever time. And we're so excited to just be home and cozy. This is is after going through a blizzard. And this was the train train that, that we were actually... (laughs) <laughs> sat on the track for 48 hours. Right, because uh, they didn't want to make all the trains late. Just so they just made one. us late. And, and by two days. And sat so. there. And by the time we got to oh my goodness, Grand Central Station in, in New York, there were there were people saying, oh, they're on the, um, not the death train. What did they call it? The, uh, yeah, it was something like something that. Something like that. And there, were, there was microphones and cameras looking, at, you know, looking down at and us. Interviewing were, everybody. Like, training. how did you survive without yeah. food and water for 24 hours? Yeah. They wanted to talk to you, but I... Yeah, you steered me away. Because I was going to say, oh, it's that bad. They did okay. have nuts. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we get home. We're sitting on the couch. And, you know, we didn't have many lights on because we were going to watch the game. And no sooner did we get cozy when, holy moly, this bad. Bad. But we didn't know what it was. This black set mm-hmm. of wings came flying at us at the couch. So just at... You know, just above our heads. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I screamed. I thought it was a pigeon at first. That's how big it was. I thought it was a pigeon. Oh yeah, it was huge. And I screamed and <laughs> threw the blanket over my head. The popcorn goes flying. Yeah, you don't forget about you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you. just screaming. I was absolutely useless because I just it was so unexpected. And then um, you said, "Crawl into the bathroom." So I crawl into the bathroom, still screaming, mm-hmm. very useless. And you, you put on you. Put on a hat and got a like a racket or a broom or something broom. and opened all the windows. Yeah, I got a broom. For, I, I, the funny thing is, I said I got to go get this thing with a broom, and then I had to go looking for the broom. <laughs> I, I didn't know, know what a broom was. Because <clears throat> I do all the sweeping. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, let's face it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and as I'm going up the stairs to go get the broom, here's the the, the bat is following me up the stairs. It's like being in a horror movie, part one, okay? So we open all the windows. We open all the windows, and we're looking for the thing, looking for the thing, and we're tired, and we're worked out. And so it wound up, we left all the windows open, and we stayed the night in the hotel. I know. And we never did see the game. Never never (laughs) saw the game. And then, uh, you know, and then came home, and... The next day, we had, um, like, an exterminator come, and we thought maybe it was in the Christmas tree, because it was around Christmas time. We thought maybe that's where it was hiding. Anyway, long story short, the exterminator never never found never him. Found we him. never found him. So we were like, okay, fine. But what we had to what we had to do is first of all put mosquito netting no. around the bed. The, 
That was the second time. Okay. Oh, really? No, I think I'm sure I put it around the bit of the first time. Oh, okay. Time. And then we had to sit. <laughs> with tacks. We had to sit in the dock <laughs> with hot hats on and big fishing nets because they said once, you know, they think no one's at home or oh, around. Oh, we did do that. You're right. If, then, if they're still in your house, then they'll start flying around again. So we sat there for like, it seemed like weeks. <laughs> uh, never caught the thing. Never caught the thing. Mm-mm. And so then about another year goes by, right, would you say? I'm going to say it was so that that would have been like this January. Yeah. I want to say, yeah, I guess yeah. it was. I feel like it was the spring when yeah. the next time happened. Maybe, maybe a year and a half. So, <laughs> so this was the worst of all. This is the worst of all. Because literally, I, uh, it was the middle of the night, like two o'clock, and I say, oh my gosh, I'm thinking in my head. Obviously, that's where you think. Yes. Um, why am I hearing wind chimes? Oh, isn't yes. that pretty? Because we had this- wind chimes. Yep. We're in our loft. We're in a bedroom, which is a loft, and there's... Wind chimes in the room below. Below, right. So, but then I said, oh, wait a second. There's no windows Windows open. So, what? And then I opened my eyes, and right above me, it's a bat. It was a bat flying. It was horrible. Right over us. Screamed, covered myself again. I was useless. Brian said, crawl into the bathroom. Who? I did. Max said, crawl into the bathroom, which I did. Useless again. I don't know what you did that time. Well, I, I knew where the broom screaming. was this time. So. <laughs> you know, so I'm going around looking for this thing. And, um, yeah, once again, we go through this drill. But at this point, we, we've gone through it before. So now we're, like, really looking for this thing, okay? We're mad. We're not, you know, going to go to our hotel or anything. So mm. we never find them. And um, and then and so we just go around looking the next day, looking. And then we finally find them behind a painting. No, that was Third was time. that the third time? That was the third time. We never found this guy, and we didn't find how he got in again. Right. Um, what about the Jeep story? What was that? Oh, my gosh. There were four. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because uh, then there was another time. Yeah. We have a number of yeah. bad stories. So, you know what? Yeah. People get it. Yeah, <laughs> we can move it's along. Like, um, <laughs> it's like you know, waking up in the middle of a horror movie. It's yeah, like it's crazy. unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's what, you know, I mean, I, again, I don't. I have mixed feelings about them. But anyway, <laughs> okay, okay. move right. on. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, you said that Ma- is Mac a good cook? You said. I said he can cook some oh, things. Okay. I'll have to have him whip something up for me. <laughs> Number three, true or false, Mac is a better driver. Than me? <laughs> or than I? <laughs> that is false. Yeah, what, are you, what are you doing? Your homework? Then? Yeah, what are you doing? I'm keeping track. Okay. All right. That's false. You ever better driver than me? Really? Yes. Okay. I dare I say. Yeah, I think you would agree with that. Okay. No, no, but, no, yes, yes, no. yes, yes. I Mostly, agree. see, I do most of the driving because that's, I get car sick. That's true. So I have more practice. How about that? Right. Okay. But you had cooler cars than I did, so. Well, that's how I met you, my dear. Well, no. that's not how. Number two. Go ahead. <laughs> Number two, true or false, Bob the Ghost is real. So there has been some evidence that that could be true. Have you been here? Weird things have happened that are seemingly unexplainable. Do you believe in ghosts? Not really. Not in the sense of like some. I don't. I don't really know. It's a hard thing to say. I know people have experiences Mm. that seem very believable. Yes. So I'm not sure. That's, you know, all the whole paranormal, like, afterlifes, all that kind of stuff is so hard to know, you know? I've only seen one ghost in my life. You saw a ghost? Yep. 
You saw it? It was at the garage restaurant. And the, the guy came over, took our order, and disappeared. Never oh. found it. <laughs> it's the name of a Well, very we did see that. Remember the picture that we took at... Um, overrated at, restaurant in the airport. Yeah. Um, we took a picture at a birthday party for... Um, Barry's mother. Yep. Yeah. And in the photo That's was true. this image. And, you know, you're just like... And she, she had... Was that... When she, she passed? She passed away She had passed and there months. was a gathering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they showed the pictures after she had passed away, right? Yeah, right. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, that was a little weird. That so there are th- things yeah. that make you think, well, there's something. I just don't know what it is. I just don't think they come back and, like, haunt you, like, in a scary way. But So, Bob, if you're listening. People, <laughs> other people have felt that, so okay. go. Number Sorry. one. <laughs> the number one. True or false answer for Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. True or false. You'll probably never come back to do a show like this again. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Wow. <laughs> we'll leave that open. Wasn't it a yes? Wasn't it depends a no? on what you know. What my parting S- gift is. Was your schedule? <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. There's a joke in there somewhere, but I don't know what it is. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now? Okay. And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to a special edition of Macmillan's Military X Files here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Are we going to call this the All Lowest Show? I don't think so. No? Okay. All right. How about well, the anyway. Lois and Mac show? How about the... Because um, you're going to chime in for a, quite a bit. This is more talking than I've ever done, how about and Ma- I'm done. <laughs> how about Mac and Lois? Yeah, what did I say? Lois and Mac. Well, clearly. What you mean, come clearly? first. I'm you come first. No. I just did it alphabetical because... Yeah, but don't you think it rolls off the tongue? How about... <laughs> what would it take for you to change your name to Cheese? <laughs> Can we talk about it? <laughs> Why don't we noodle that out? Why don't we take a quick uh, break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Milk Tracks on Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Hawk Hunter, the wingman, has finally rid the world of its worst ever supervillain, Victor Robotov. But in Mac Maloney's latest book, War of Dragons, we learn the maniacal terrorist ghost still haunts our battered, devastated planet. In War of Dragons, book 22 in Mac's best-selling wingman series, Hawk and his united American allies uncover Victor's bizarre plot from beyond the grave. The super terrorist hid six nuclear bombs around the Mediterranean before he died, knowing their detonation will empty out the Great Sea and cause a worldwide catastrophe. Guarding these weapons of mass destruction, he's left behind a family of ferocious air dragons, eternal aerial sentinels that will stop at nothing to protect their late master's unthinkable secret. Sailing aboard their gigantic aircraft carrier, the USS USA, Hawk and the United Americans must battle their way across the Mediterranean, slaying these dragons in hopes of beating Victor's allies to the nuke's secret locations before time runs out. If not, then the world will face a very nasty, very watery Armageddon. It's Game of Thrones meets Top Gun in Wingman 22, War of Dragons by Matt Maloney. On sale now on Amazon. Eight weeks later, he's ready to absolutely kill this guy because he's got these little hickeys all over his body from the wiffle ball. That's what he said. Okay, wow. Wow. So another story in the annals of the Coast Guard history. He's running around a wiffle ball bat. Right? Crack, cracking the troops. Right, let me ask let me ask Dr. Bob something uh, real Uh-oh. quick before serious, we get something into something serious Dr. Right. Bob. Dr. Bob, you're you're familiar with the character Popeye, right? Yes, sir. Uh, what military branch was he in? He was in the Navy. Yeah, Bob, Bob, Bob. Sorry, Doc. 
You need to go look that up on the internet. I'm going to give you one opportunity to do some research because you're a sharp guy. And this you don't information. Need, it, it doesn't involve a, a phone. Take a look. 1927, <laughs> United States Coast Guard. Stop in the name. Coast Guard? Coast Guard. No, no, no. This is not right. This is disinformation. Doc, you are the impartial source. You look on the internet and you tell me if that if my claim is correct. Off here. Now, listen, it's getting a little sad now, as it turns out. Look, everyone knows he's popped by the sailor man. And what are Coast Guardsmen? They're not sailors. Uh, no, they're the Coast Guard guys. I mean, when you say sailor, you say so, U.S. Navy. So a soldier is not a soldier. Let me ask you a this. A Marine is not a Marine. No, let me ask you this. Anytime in the cartoons, what kind of uniform is he wearing? He's wearing the same uniform that he's the wearing, Coast Guard wore. No, he's wearing white. He's always in the white sailor uniform. And the Coast Guard had that. Oh, just a coincidence. Okay, this just rages and on. If you, and if you look on the earlier... The first cartoons that featured Popeye, okay. he wore the blue, the dark blue top. I'm not. Yeah, I, oh, I thought it was more of an olive color. See, see, always oh, in the eye. Anyway. Well, Doc, <laughs> I don't know any. I don't know color. any sailor yeah. that ever wore we an olive color. Did we start the snake? <laughs> no, we didn't. We no, didn't. We didn't. All right. All right. Too bad. That was good stuff. Right? This is an ongoing <laughs> debate. Why haven't hasn't this debate been solved? It's. I presented all the information. He's in the Navy. That's I presented why. all the information, and then Matt goes, "It's not true." Except when Matt goes online and shows something, like when he assigns one of you know, one of his assignments, and then it's Burning Bush. Anything, I get it. I, I, I completely understand. Anything this. I've seen on the internet indicates Popeye was in the I, Navy. I even sent you the video clip from YouTube where he says, "Stop in the name of the United States Coast Guard." That's the, the, one of the first that could have been fate. It could have been fake very easily. Well, right after, right song? after the Popeye right Popeye the Sailor Man. See, I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Come right? On. Does he say Popeye the Sailor Man? I'm in the U.S. Navy. No, we no, don't have said, to. No, but he's a sailor man. He's a sailor man. And does he say I'm Popeye the Coast Guard man? And you're telling me that the Coast Guard? I live in a garbage are, can. See, the Coast Guard men right? are not sailors, is what you're saying now. Is that not the word? Yeah, no. I love this because this is the same shit no, I used to no, think. No, no, wait, no, hang on. Time the frig out. This is the part I really love best. I used to hear this from the Navy. Oh, uh, puddle pirates. You need to be six feet tall to be I'm in the not coast. The, why, why do you assume and here that I I'm... am. Here I am, the single ship off the coast of no, Antarctica. No, no. There isn't another ship in sight. No yes. Navy ship showing up. Navy airplanes showing <laughs> Come up. On. But now not, we're not sailors. No, no. I'm not disparaging the Coast Guard. I love the Coast Guard. But we're not sailors. Got it. Uh, no, absolutely great. No, no but I'm, I'm saying like the, the, you know, if you ask, 99 percent of the people you ask are going to say, "What does sailor mean?" And it means he's in the navy. I don't know what they call coast guardsmen. Coast guardsmen. So if you're a merchant seaman, you're not a sailor. If, if you're, you're a, a soldier, seaman. you're in the army, correct? Right. Okay. All right. Well, when you say to people he's a soldier, where do they assume he is? Right. So what do you say for someone who goes to sea in a military vessel? He's a sailor. He's in. The... If he's in a merchant nope, fleet, he's a sailor. Coast guardsman. Yes. Well, right. uh, it, it, another county heard from uh, someone who well, didn't I, serve in the Coast Guard. I'm, now I you're telling me what it is. I, it says here, Navy personnel are called sailors. Yes. Those in the Marines are called Marines. The Coast Guard calls its people Coast Guardsmen. Thank you for the, the clarification. The National Guard uses whatever branch. Of the there you go. What more do you need to know? I think that solves it. <laughs> I, I am so proud. Obviously, you got the true internet, yeah, and the listen. internet that I showed was the lie. Well, internet. you're in like the dark net. No, or but something. I got the, I got the. You're in the dark network. Right. I'm in the regular network. Listen, let's do this. Let's do this. If, if, if. Just, Mac, just, I, just have, I have absolutely had it with this whole discussion <laughs> no, because no. I took the time to lay it all out. I went and showed you Task and Purpose, which is one of the best military sites, and they came oh, out man. and they gave the complete clarification. Not good enough. No, no, I no, went no, any of that could be completely what? fake. Let then me just why is it not? <laughs> Listen, let me just ask you one thing. Let me, if we prove to you that we're right, let's just, okay? How are you going to prove to me? No, let, let's just, that is to be announced, okay? Will you go to the... Um, 
to that to the casino, the Boston Casino, right in Everett, because you know they have a statue of Popeye in the front door. If you can believe this, Doug, the Bob, they do forty-eight million dollars. This thing is worth forty-eight million dollars. Made of jewels. This freaking guy made a statue of Popeye for forty-eight million dollars. How insane! Wow. Is that? It's a lot of spinach. And giving it, 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 given it to uh, the, the, Dr. Bob doing the material. It's excellent. So, anyways, I think Look, the issue I'm is sorry. resolved. Yeah, I do too. I consider it's oh. okay. Uh, Coco, you can't win every battle. I, I'm glad you guys think you're right. Okay. God bless you all. You're wrong. You ready? I. Okay. <laughs> if I'm allowed to say that as a Coast Guardsman, check with Club. Club, look that up on your. Light web, oh. if I'm allowed to say that. Aye, aye. Getting nasty wow. now. Now I got to cut that Oh, out. you want to talk sailor? Let's talk like a <laughs> sailor there, big guy. Poor loser. Wow. Ooh. Oh, loser. Oh, oh wow. loser. You want to bring that game? Can I stop the segment, please? All right. Time, please. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Milltrack Sound Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. Very special show because everyone else in the gang has the night off. Joining me on the station, though, is the lovely Lois Lane. Lois. Hi, Mac. Hi, everybody. It's nice to be here. Raspy voice and all. I think that's kind of sexy, <laughs> if you don't mind me saying so. I don't mind. Hmm? I don't mind. <laughs> Okay, so uh, <laughs> thanks for coming. How, was th- how are things with you? Things are just dandy. Everything's very no swimmingly, swimmingly moving along. <laughs> moving, okay, moving along. That's what we moving want to hear. Along. I'm going to tell tales out of school here because we're actually taping this on Halloween night, even though we've had a Halloween show on already, which was a big hit, as it turns out. Um, so we're um, at the radio station in Exeter, New Hampshire, and as regular listeners have heard before, we're in this neighborhood. We're in a house that, I mean, we're in a building that looks like just kind of a big building, right? In a little cul-de-sac. It looks like a house. Yeah, it looks like a house. I mean, From the outside, funny. you wouldn't necessarily know it's a right. business. Yeah, yeah, except for the big radio antenna up <laughs> Yeah. So there were, uh, you know, kids running around out there with, Bags full of candy <laughs> that we're not going to get any out of. No. Nope. Anyway, so it is Halloween night. Bob the Ghost is banging around here. And um, we also have, so. A very special segment. Very special segment. Okay. This Just is in time for Requested this. by the fans. Okay. Yes. It um, is questions for Mac from the fishbowl. Questions for Mac from the magic fishbowl. Okay. Questions have been coming in. For a long time, and we finally got a bunch of them together. And, um, but I think they're like mostly paranormal questions and stuff like that. Do we know? Does anyone know? Um, <laughs> it's a, a wide range, and okay. uh, you know, if listeners know what the show is about, they're not going to ask you about, you know, golfing. <laughs> well, well, golfing, I don't know. I'm into golfing. I thought you were going to say love advice. All right, well. Before we get into it, will you then, let's, uh, now we're on the subject for a second. 
Will you verify that at one point I was known as Dr. Love and people used to call me for love advice? Yes or no? Yes. That happened. Say that again, please. <laughs> yes, that happened. <laughs> okay, that happened. Right. It did happen. Don't you think I'm an odd choice or a Dr. Love or no? Well, I think you made some really good – you gave some really good advice to people and it, mm -hmm. it helped them. So I think you have wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. Okay. When it comes to that. Especially the guy who he called me for like once every once for about three or four weeks and he was in love with this waitress at the coffee shop that he used to go to in Boston, in Beacon Hill, no, the state house. And um and he would buy her, you know, flowers and candy and stuff like that. And she was nice to him, but you know, finally she said to him, you know, we, we can't you know, you can't keep pouring all this attention on me. And um, so I said, well, just, you know, uh, just say, okay, and, and just walk out of there. Walk out of there. And, if, and, and you know, if, if she gets in touch with you, then that means it was meant to be. That's when he brought in that he had a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a long career as Dr. Love, but. No, you did help people. Right, anyway. You always have to be with the funny. Thank you, with the funny. Okay, so this is uh, talking about funny. This is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be funny or more. Well, let's see. We'll have to we'll see. We'll be the judge of that. So, this is uh, questions from Mac from the Magic Fishbowl for my fans, okay? Right. People we'll probably, have sent in some questions. Put a little music in here, make it interesting. Okay. Yep. Go ahead, Lois, please. So, one of the first questions that I've reached in to the Magic Fishbowl and reached in it's and found. <laughs> what was the battle of the Mons? Mons. Mons. Battle Mons. of Mons. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> battle of Mons is. The handwriting is not. It's in, as... <laughs> it's in French. Uh, it's little... Anyway, Battle of Mons was like the first major battle of World War One. This is when the Germans were invading, uh, you know, France and Belgium and all those places, and the British like rushed like. 20,000 people to go try to stop them, not to beat them, but to stop them, stop the advance. So the Germans had this like overwhelming force, like about 200,000 people. And the, the British had like about 20 to 30,000. And but the British held off this huge German force for one day. Hmm. And what happened was um, at that point, the morale was so low in, in England because they had just started World War One, like a week or two before, um, that this was a victory, even though it was basically just kind of holding them in place on one day. And then, you but know. that's a big deal. 20,000 troops holding back hmm. 200,000. Yes. That is, it's I can see deal. that being a morale booster. Right, right. So they held them in, in, in place. And, and when the news got back to England, it was like a big, big deal. But what happened was a minister who had connections to British intelligence at the time wrote this, um, like an editorial in the Sunday paper uh, that uh, was bought, um, you know, in a lot of different places around England. And he said, he talked to people who were at the battle, and they said that at the turning point of the battle, when it looked like the Germans were going to overwhelm the British, ghostly archers appeared out of heaven and fired their bow and arrows at the Germans, and that's why the British, you know, quote-unquote, won the Battle of Mons, right? So there was some spiritual intervention. And people were saying, you know, I mean, and so then from that point on, it, it, it you know, became myth. Is it true? Is it not true? And then you have this link to British intelligence. 
they planted, I don't know, they, you know, allegedly planted the story saying that they found uh, German bodies with arrow wounds in them, that mm. they found, you know, things like this. And a lot of the British soldiers, you know, claimed that this happened to, uh, at least that was the story. So anyway, uh, you know, even to this day, I mean, people have written books about it that it, it supposedly display evidence that, you know, something like that happened. But hmm. you have to think, well, why would God be on the British side, too? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, there you go. How about that? Wow, Lois? that's fascinating. It's not something I had heard of before, obviously, because I couldn't even read what the word was. Go ahead. But, so is that the place, Mons? Mons, it's a village in Belgium. Oh, wow. Huh. All right, picking well, who knew? I'd love to know how many people listening knew that or felt educated, as did I. Well, if you read Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, on sale everywhere. I would know that. You would know that. Hmm. That's funny because you usually read everything to me, so I, mm. I just didn't keep it in my... Didn't pay attention. Didn't you once fall asleep while I was reading you something? Yeah. Huh? Okay. And I'm going to... But it wasn't what you were reading. It was the fact that it was like 10 o'clock at night and I worked all day and okay, all right, so. I'm allowed to be okay. tired. Right, there we go. Okay. Lowest, right? please. Yes. <laughs> Questions for right. Mac. So let me reach into the bowl. Magic fishbowl. The magic fishbowl. So uh, I just am not sure why this question, people think that you know the answer to it. It is called, (laughs) it's called, (laughs) Um, a listener wrote in, why is there no music on Mars? There is, uh, there will be no music on Mars as uh, as we know it, and this is why. Um, and I, I know this from our good friend Dr. Bob Gross, who's on the show uh, pretty frequently, and he has a PhD in audio acoustics or something like that. He's worked a lot with NASA and so on. Wow. And what they have found out, you know, uh, in recent years about um, Mars with all these explorers and stuff up there, is that. You see, sound on Earth is carried, believe it or not, in the air, by the air, and actually by the wind, and um, and and actually by the wind. And um, it's those things that we are used to when we hear some kind of sound, let's say music, that the bass and the high notes and so on all arrive at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. In in Mars, because the atmosphere is so thin. It takes longer for the heavier instruments, the bass instruments, to make it through the atmosphere, and the higher instruments actually go through the atmosphere too quickly. So it's it's out of sync. Wow! Because of the thinness of the atmosphere. Huh? How about that? So because sound travels in waves. In waves. So waves would be affected by the atmosphere. Okay, that yep. makes sense. Okay. So. Is this, is this turning you on at The all? music... Oh, Brian. I, um, so, maybe the music will just be... Different. Very different sounding, mm. right? And there'll be a whole new... Good. If we ever move there. Okay. Are we planning on moving there? Is there something... Well, you know. Moving to Mars. Okay, all right. You know, I say save Earth, but whatever. Go ahead. Okay. This one isn't even in the form of a question. Hmm. They did not get the memo. Hmm. So, it just says, the abominable snowman. Oh, the abominable snowman. Okay, actually, what that is, is when I was a kid, there was a story in Reader's Digest, and it was called The Hunt of the Abominable Snowman. And all I could think of is this monster who looked like a snowman, right? Yeah. And 
that was that to me was intriguing like crazy but i read about it and basically what it was was one of the first stories about what they call the yeti and and the yeti is the bigfoot of the himalayas let's say but the guy who was the first guy to climb mount everest his name is sir edmund hillary he went back there to look uh, for evidence of you know the yeti or the abominable snowman as the british call them and um you know, they found, like, you know, they have pictures of uh, footprints that look like, you know, huge gorilla footprints, you know, way, way up in the, you know, in the up, up in uh, near Mount Everest, the top of Mount Everest and stuff. And they found hair samples and stuff. And, you know, nothing lives up there. But, yeah. So, anyway, the abominable snowman basically is Yeti. And the Yeti is, um, Bigfoot is America's Yeti. Hmm. Okay? Yeah. That's interesting. You heard about it so early in your life. Yep, that's that me on my road to... Uh, to paranormal? Would yeah. that be really the first thing? That would be the first mean? thing. There was a lot of flying saucer stuff around, too, and I was reading comic books at a very young age. Mm. And science fiction books. And science fiction. I was still in the crib. My only... My first understanding of the abominable snowman is from Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the I'm, only time I saw him. I probably watched that with you a hundred times, right? Mm, probably okay. not. Go, please. <laughs> These are questions from Mac on the Magic Fishbowl. Yes, yeah, so we're going to pull, reach in. Special guest Lois Lane in the studio. Tell in me. the studio. Some people yeah. think that's special. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. I'm not reading this. What does it say? This is... Say it. I don't know why you have to be like this. No, no. Why did I find my bikini underwear in your sock drawer? Oh, yeah, that wouldn't ever happen anyway because I don't hacked. wear that. Next, please. Yeah. The Russians. So clearly somebody thought he'd be funny and throw some silly ones in with. Someone named uh, Olav or uh, Dimitri. <laughs> yeah. Go, That's next, what please. it is. Okay. Moving right along, as they say. <laughs> um, another question for Mac from the Magic Fishbowl is. Why is the Philadelphia experiment not true? Okay, the Philadelphia experiment. First, tell me what that even is. Okay, what it is, there's a number of books and there's been TV series and so on. And what uh, the story is, is that during World War II, um, there was a destroyer uh, that um, uh, was rumored to have disappeared, that the U.S. Navy was able to make a, um, a destroyer disappear. And then there was other stories came out that it, that you know, it disappeared at a shipyard in New Jersey and reappeared at a shipyard in Brooklyn. And some of the sailors were like caught in the metal, and you know, went through some kind of transform. No, <laughs> what what happened was um, they found out that the Germans were using magnetic mines. This is during World War II. The Germans were using magnetic mines, and mm. they were you know attracted to the hulls of American warships or all kinds of ships. So what they did was these scientists came up with this idea and it's called degaussing. But what it really is, it's changing the uh, magnetic pole of something. So the magnetic pole on the ships, I'm assuming, were on the outside of the ships. And that's what attracted the mines. They were able to reverse the magnetic charge of the entire ship. Oh, wow. So uh, the, the mines were no longer attracted to it. And um, and it worked. It was just it was it was genius. And in the Navy documents, someone said 
that's you know when they passed this the test they said that's it we're invisible they're saying we were invisible to like you know radar and sonar and stuff like that mm-hmm. or to or to the uh, to uh, invisible to the um, device on the mine, which would have attracted them to the ship. Huh. So it's called degaussing, and, and they've, it, it's just a, it's a it's a bunch of bullshit. Frankly, the whole Philadelphia experiment thing. Uh, next, please. Oh. oh, okay, that's very abruptly ended. No more to say about that. Philly, you know, Philly, the city of brotherly <laughs> shove. So. Okay, I am reaching in to the magic fishbowl. Yeah. I'm pulling out. Another question. Here we go. Again, not formed in a question. Uh-oh. Somebody is just giving us a topic. Hmm. And I'm very curious about it myself now. Oh. Just the ghost planes. Oh, the ghost planes. Yeah, the ghost flyers. The ghost flyers were uh, this kind of, um, I don't know what you call it, just this phenomenon that happened in the early 30s up in uh, Scandinavia, mostly over Sweden. And what happened was that people way, way up near the Arctic Circle in Sweden started seeing these airplanes. They were enormous. They were um, had eight engines on them, uh, a, a, a large tail, um, and they had pontoons on the bottom of them, which, you know, in theory would allow them to land on water. The problem is there was no water for you know, thousands of square miles away from where these planes were spotted. And there were no uh, planes at that time that had eight engines. In fact, there's never been a plane that has had eight engines, really. Hmm. So they started, and people started seeing these things, and they saw more than one of them, and they would do these strange things. They would um, you know, they would fly in the middle of blizzards and really bad weather. They would circle these little villages endlessly, just all night longer than uh, a regular airplane would have run out of gas. They were still up there. They used to follow the railroad lines. Um, they used to fly in formation. Um, and then uh, one night the Swedish Air Force, now this is 1931, so, so you know, there's not much of an Air Force, but you know, they're flying around in biplanes and stuff. And they went up to look for them, and, and no one saw them that night. It was almost that they knew they were coming. And then the next night they didn't look for them, and they reappeared again. So no one ever figured out what they were. Um, they lasted for about a year and a half or so. Lots of evidence of people actually seeing people them? People seeing them, writing them down, hearing them. Huh. They were very loud. And the weird thing about it, too, is they only appeared at night, but they had huge spotlights on the bottom of the plane, you know, shining down on the ground. So people were caught in these searchlights and stuff. Very strange, but, you know, no one has ever come forward and said, oh, yeah, yeah, we had those planes, you know, because... And they were planes, not UFOs. No, they're they're definitely airplanes, yep. Why wouldn't someone take credit for that? If that's one of the questions. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Very curious. Cool. There's so many strange things in the world. That's true. Unexplained. That's true, though. (laughs) That is true. Next. Wow. We're keeping with the theme. Here it is, doing this on Halloween. Yes. We just asked about ghost planes. Yes. Now, this is about what are the ghost rockets. Oh, the ghost rockets. Okay. Interesting. Those are they two. related? Are they just... just yeah. They're part of the ghost family. Um, <laughs> um, it's funny that we got these two in a row. And, and now, uh, the funny. ghost flyers, the ghost planes, the ghost flyers were in Scandinavia in the early 30s. The ghost rockets were in Scandinavia in 1946, after the war. And what happened was people started seeing these strange rockets, like going overhead in Sweden and in the other Scandinavian countries too, but mostly Sweden. And there's pictures of them. Um, People saw them on the ground, but they were also picked up in radar. In fact, it was so – the Swedish government was getting like uh, so shaky about this that they – broke their neutrality agreement and actually got some radar from the British to, you know, kind of track these things because they thought at the time that these were leftover German rockets 
being fired by the Russians out of Germany at uh, these old V1 and V2 bases. But uh, that proved to be uh, not the case because the V1 and V2 bases in Germany had been, you know, just leveled. Um, hmm. and there was no place that these things could be launched from. Yet, um, lots of people saw them. Lots of people, you know, it was the first time that UFOs or something that no one knew what they were were seen by, uh, you know, by eye, but also on radar, tracked on radar. Um, one Air Force pilot got beside one, and, and his description pretty much matches a uh, modern-day cruise missile, something that didn't come along until the 80s. Uh, huh. It was one of these very strange things, you know, no, and once again, they just uh, disappeared, and um, people stopped seeing them uh, eventually. And uh, no one ever came forward and said that was us or anything. No one on Earth really had that kind of technology. Uh, but it happened, and you can really just uh, look up the uh, ghost rockets, and you'll see pictures of these things. So... Uh, yeah. So they have actual like photographic evidence of uh, you know they they look like contrails in the sky because they're they're you know they're rockets they go. Oh wow know. wow wow. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. So what do you think? I have no idea. I think you know we talk on the show a lot about how there seems to be at some points not yet classic UFO but people see things that seem yeah you know, they seem earthly but they just don't they're a little bit out of time or something you know like it's just the universe next door or something. Hmm. Um, that and, time. And th- things that like that happen, and this seems, seems you know, ghost rockets, ghost airplanes, uh, you know, could be the same thing, right? Yeah, uh, or like you, s- you know, that time. Like, don't you talk about like the, <clears throat> excuse me, that time, time, like that veil of time, the veil of time, time. <laughs> the veil of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know how there's really like right. There's something par- parallel universes, I guess, is what I'm really trying to say, but okay. not well. <laughs> okay. All right. Isn't yes. it a little like that? Like maybe they crossed over. Yes, right. It could be just at one point they, you know, for some reason, you know, intersect our universe and maybe someone in their universe, uh, you know, sees us and thinks that we're the monsters. That's yeah. why that's the name of Mac Maloney's haunted universe, that we, we live in the haunted universe. All the other universes are fine, huh. but all the crazy stuff happens in our universe. Thus, and people come here, those time travelers who are you know, UFO people. You know, you never right? know. But maybe everywhere else, everything is cool. It's just here. Let's go somewhere else then. Effed up. Next, please. Let's These go are, somewhere else. Okay, where do you want to go? <laughs> I don't know how to get there, though. And will you bring your bikini under it? Oh, stop. I don't have a bikini. Go, That's gross. Nobody yes, wants is. to hear about that. Okay. We'll, we'll cut that up. Huh. I, I'm really curious about this. Okay. Out of our magic fish hole, we pulled out something called the Monster Solar Storm of, get this, 1859. The Monster Solar Storm of 1859. So is okay. that like solar flares? Yep. So what happened was that... Um, one day, this guy's in a British, uh, you know, uh, observatory, and he's watching the sun. And all of a sudden, he sees these two enormous solar flares come out of the sun, and he knows they're going to hit the Earth in about a half hour. So, you know, there's no really communications at that time. Telegraph was just about it. So this thing hit, and what happened was a lot of the uh, telegraph lines and the, um, the telegraph stations just went completely off the air. I mean, the, the the um, the Earth was just bombarded with this um, you know solar radiation that just shut down all electronics. Now, luckily in 1859, there were not a lot of electronics, but there were things, uh, you know, real uh, kind of um, small kind of devices on trains. But mostly, it affected uh, some light somewhere. But mostly affected the whole telegraph system of the entire country. Now, if it happened now, 
we'd be screwed. Everything would just go. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. And you'd have a half-hour warning, and everything would just go. It would just go because it, it would melt everything. It's called electronic magnetic pulse, and it and it, it hits so hard that it actually solders things within, um, you know, um, wand equipment technology, and we'd All be screwed. All those chips would be, like, yep. fused together. They'd be like potato chips. Yep. It's so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's bad. So that's what happened in 1859. Oh, that's so interesting. I mean, they talk about solar flares and solar activity, and um, they usually can announce like when things might be happening. But mm-hmm. was this just so much bigger than so anything much we've than ever anything. seen? Yep, huh. anything ever. Yep. Wonder, you know, I mean, who knows? Why would that be? I don't know. They don't know. And because back then, you know, there's hardly any kind of you know real good astronomy, um, you know, research going on. They right. just didn't have the stuff. So you know, who knows? Huh. So, these are questions from Mac. Ma- yeah, questions for Mac from our Magic Fishbowl, which is just filled yes. with questions from your listening audience who seem to think you know a lot. <laughs> huh. Why do they think that? Well, I don't know. Why do you, why do you doubt it? Uh, I didn't say I doubt I it. You seem to be answering all of these. So. Tony of voice. Go ahead, next, please. <laughs> so, Close. I just reached in and pulled out another one. There we go. Huh. Huh. So this sounds just fun. Fun. What is the Neil Armstrong neighbor story? Oh, wow. Huh. Okay. All right. Hang on. Is this personal or is this his neighbor? Well, I guess you're going to tell us. (laughs) Yes. I will be quiet now. This was in his autobiography. Um, Or his biography. So when he... Oh, okay. Excuse me, Sorry, sorry. Nothing. Okay. Um, I believe it was in his autobiography. So he wrote this. Um, but he never denied it, let's say. I believe it was in his autobiography. Um, he never denied it, let's put it that way. Anyway, when he was a kid, he was a rambunctious kid. Neil Armstrong was the first man on the moon, by the way. And um, he was a really rambunctious kid, and he was in his backyard at one point, and he heard the neighbors they had a, a window open, it must have been the summer, and the husband is asking his wife, Blackie Riaz Lois, oh boy. asking his wife for sex. And... Neil Armstrong reported that he heard the wife say, uh, the next time you get sex is when that kid over there walks on the moon. No way. Oh, my gosh. Huh. Well, you know, that's interesting that you bring up the whole moon thing. Yes. Because I was recently listening to an interview with somebody, some TikTok influencer or something, being interviewed by Bill Maher, of all people. Go ahead. And she is a, what do you call it, um... Phony? Moon landing denier. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. yeah, I didn't believe so, mm. <laughs> I was I was a little upset with him because he did not, you know, it, he pressed her. Oh, he absolutely challenged her. And he said, that's just ridiculous. Of course, there's evidence that this happened. But she said, well, then who was on the moon second if we went back? We never went back. We never went back. What, mm-hmm. you know, she kept saying this. I don't know her name. She yeah. just seemed kind of ditzy to me. But anyway, mm-hmm. and he didn't at the drop of a hat, like, he wasn't able to name people. Who and I thought, moon? right? You know, I'm thinking, well, we all know who the last man on the moon was. Who? Uh, what was that guy's name? Gene, uh, Gene Sherman. Sherman. Right? You yeah, were going to do a book on yes, him. Yes, actually, I uh, had a couple conversations with him. Yeah, you phone. talked yep. to him. So, I mean, you know, they're out there. It's a shame that we don't know. They right. should be They like, should be the heroes. They should be on Mount Rushmore. Yep. They should <laughs> we be talk about heroes. Mount Rushmore? See, it's coming full circle. There you go. Mount Rushmore. Right. Well, actually, nothing should be Mount Rushmore because it's a natural formation. We right. should just leave it alone. But anyway. The brilliance of uh-huh. share. Thanks. <laughs> These are uh, questions for Mac. 
These the magic are questions that I'm reaching in and grabbing another of. Reaching hmm. Yes. What did this listener want to know? Whoa. Okay, so the mystery of Saturn's North Pole. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Okay, what is the mystery of Saturn's North Pole? Um, it's either Saturn or Jupiter, but I believe it's Saturn. And and what happens is when they when one of the uh, Voyager spacecraft actually flew over the top of it, what they saw instead of, you know, um, let's say uh, the clouds in a circular formation, which would usually happen, uh, they were in a octagon. Okay, there's an octagon shape at the north at the North Pole, pole of Saturn. Saturn. Okay, and it it goes against everything in nature. What? Everything in nature is like a circle, or, you know. Yeah. You know, it, they're not octagons. And they don't know why. They don't know, you know how that is. About, but it's, it's zillions of miles wide and big and stuff, And but it's it's an octagon. Huh. Yeah, strange. So, once again, well, and Saturn is a gaseous planet. Mm-hmm. So, why would the gases gather in, I mean, honeycombs no are hexagons. Yeah. No one knows. Know. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, yeah. But why would a, why would a, Gaspy, right. an octagon. You and know, it's huge, and it's, it's, it's huge. Uh, whatever it is. The formation is like enormous. Wow. Next, please, Lois. Well, Saturn's enormous, so that makes sense. There we go. All right, we are coming down to How the many? last few questions. Well, when we do this, when we take it, all right, let's finish it up here and uh, yeah. put everyone <laughs> out of their misery. Uh, <laughs> oh. Next, go ahead, please. Huh. <laughs> all right, here we go. There we go. Another question from Mac Maloney from the Magic Fishbowl. Why is there no dark side of the moon? So now everybody talks about that. What do mm-hmm. you mean there's no dark side? There's no dark side of the moon. It's just that that's... Okay, let, put it this way. Take a baseball and take a golf ball. Okay, baseball, golf ball. And, and put a line through the circumference of the golf ball. Okay, north to south. All right? Okay. So you have the... It's an illusion that there's a dark side of the moon. Let's put it that way. So the baseball is Earth. The golf ball is the moon. The moon okay. So this is what we always see. Okay. The Earth turns. So for that face to be always facing us, the moon has to turn too. It's just in perfect sync, perfect harmony. Huh. You know, which is which in itself is a huge mystery. And the guy who uh, who played um, Munch on Lauren and Order. Yes. What was that guy's name? He was a comedian, but he was really funny. Um, he actually wrote a book about uh, the mysteries of the moon, and, and he proved how it was almost impossible for the moon to be in perfect sync uh, without rotation. What was that guy? Richard name? Belzer? Richard Belzer, yeah. He's passed away. Funny, funny guy. He did? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, he seemed like a decent person. So yeah. why, why, why would he refute that? I mean, He just was not... one of these guys who you know, wrote books on the side of his acting oh, okay. and, uh, stuff, and that was one of the books. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. All right. Okay. We have one more one question. More. That'd be a good one. Huh. I hope people send in more of these. Sometimes we could have another, we'll another question and answer period with Mac Maloney. Hmm. Okay. Wow. The Diamond Asteroid. The diamond Asteroid. Okay. This will be our doom. All right. Ready? Our doom. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. There's a... There's a <laughs> want to put it in? The music is already playing. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, there's an asteroid out there that they've identified. They're able to now look at asteroids and kind of determine what they're made of. And one of them out there is made of diamonds. So, and it's it's pretty big. I think they said it's the size of Manhattan. So that's pretty big. So now you know, um, you know, 
these uh, real high-tech, very, very resilient is and stuff, uh, you don't want to go out there and they want to mine it, okay? Mm-hmm. But the, the, the question is, and to me, it's a very simple question. Diamonds are rare, but they're also artificially rare. Yes. You know, because the beers and those people, <laughs> you know, withhold them and they just let them stream out a little at a time and that makes their value go up. Right. If you have an asteroid the size of Manhattan and it's diamonds <laughs> and they start bringing them here, they'll be like, there'll be nothing. They'll right. be like marbles. The value know? will definitely the go value? down. Yeah. So I don't get it. I don't understand it, you know, but that's uh, one of the things that they're going to do. And there's another one up there. It's a um, made a lot of um, platinum. Platinum. Wow. Okay. Platinum is a very, very expensive thing. And it's in a lot of it, but let's just say the platinum mic would bottom out if they had an asteroid full of platinum. Huh. There you go. Lois. So you're an economist, a paranormal expert, <clears throat> somebody who knows all about history. Yes. You are just fascinating. Yes. And, you know, occasionally bikini underwear. But oh, will you stop? <laughs> another show. Why don't yeah, we do this? Do it with the show with other people because that's not me. Really? Do you want me to talk about your undergarments when you're not here? Okay, so weren't you going to take a break and uh, okay. Re- <laughs> move and along? Regroup. All right, so yes, uh, let's why don't we do that? Okay. Um, so you're listening to McMullen's Milk Track Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network, especially with Lois Lane in the studio with us tonight. So please stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopar Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe, the haunted forests of New Jersey, a valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Black Eyed Kid is waving to me frantically. Okay, it turns out he wrote to me. He's got a little bit of a... He's shy. He's a shy kid, Mark. You know that, right? Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. In my observations, yeah. A little bit of a crush on Raven. So, um, yeah, he just asked if he could just have the mic eh, just for 30 seconds or so just to uh, deliver some pickup lines. Raven, you ready? You better drink about two or three more of those. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. All right, hey, kid's ready. Here we go. Hey, Raven, are you a magician? Because when I look at you, everyone else disappears. Come on, Wawa, where are you? I thought you'd say ah, at least that. Okay, all right. That's, that, good. that's a good one. Want to give it a, a on a scale of one to ten? Give it a I'm jealous that I didn't think of that one. Eight? Uh, that's that's easily like a two hundred. Wow, kid. Okay, let's go yeah. why don't we just go on and let's see how far this goes. Do you have more? Okay, okay good. Uh hey Raven, did you just come out of the oven? Cause you're hot. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. Why don't we just move on? Let's see how quick this goes. You're forking me. I'm done. There you go. Okay. Juicing it up. I give it a four. A four? Okay. 
Oh, thanks. Out of 10? <laughs> four out of 10. Okay, good. Four out of four? Okay. Hey, Raven, do you like raisins? Yeah. Then how about a date? <laughs> Boy, are these the old bar pickup lines or what? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the creativity that is a 10. They always crack me up. I made these up. Go ahead. Um, let's just go with it. Oh. Kick, go. Okay. <laughs> do you know CPR? Because you take my breath away. Oh, <laughs> She's vomiting. Okay. Isn't that a song from Top Gun? Yes. Yeah. Top Gun 2 sure coming is. out. And Little Tooth uh, Tom Cruise there. This week. Uh, please, kid, let's get us out of this. Go. Okay. Hey, Raymond, do you have an extra heart? Because mine has just been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're wearing her down there, kid. That's good, too. Yeah, okay. Like Go ahead, please, kid. <laughs> I can do it again. Okay. Hey, Raven, did you just come out of the oven? Because you look yummy. Oh, oh. <laughs> take it a turn. Okay, let's go. Move. Go ahead. Next one, please. Kid. Kids. Hey, Raven, you remind me of my sister, but in a romantic way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. Oh, my God. It's oh, so... Wow. Um, it's so flattering because I know you love your sister. So much. No, so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, please. Nice kid. Hey, Raven. <laughs> I bought the most expensive binoculars in the world. That's how much I love you. <laughs> Finishing strong. Wow. Oh, yeah. Go, please. Okay, ready? Yep. Hey, Raven. I secretly changed my name to your name. So when I tongue kiss the mirror, I'll feel like we're finally doing it. Oh, oh she left the bar on that one. Uh, Hello, are you still mm -hmm. there? You broke her. I'm screaming. She did. That might be She's it. calling 911, I think. Yeah. All right, let's go one more. Let's see what happens. Can I do one more? Okay. Yep. Hey, Raven. Does this rag smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> Ten point. Wow. If you don't answer, I know it's true. <laughs> next, next, please. Let's see what happens. Please. Um, can I read your T-shirt, Raven, in Braille? <laughs> Fantastic. I'm very thorough. She's going to spit my beer out. <laughs> she left. Blind people matter. Wow. I got to clear the fog right. for my uh, I shades. see. I see. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> hey, Raven, will you help me find my lost puppy? I think he went to that cheap motel room across the street. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I said she'd love it. Let's see what happens. Okay. Go on, kid. Let's Can go. I say another? Okay. Hey, Raven. Just say yes now, and I won't have to spike your drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Pick up lines from the kid. I love you more than my jar of fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Don't point fingers at me. Okay. Is it, are we at the fingers. end? <laughs> yeah, you point your finger, okay. you lose it. I got one more. Okay, one, one more. Gang. Hey, Raven. The last time I saw a body like yours, I was burying it in my basement.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Moon Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac. I'm Ronnie. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Very special show. The rest of the gang has the night off, but uh, in the studio with us tonight, making a very rare appearance, is the lovely Lois Lane. Lois. Hi, everyone. Okay. I'm happy to be here. You've been here. You sound it. Okay. She's not in tears, folks. She's just <laughs> No, it's, it's I'm fighting a little um, laryngitis or laryngitis. recuperating from it, I guess. Huh. So anyway, well, thanks for joining us. You're very really gracious with your presence up here in the studio, mm-hmm. the haunted studio. Right. That yeah. is not. I am not hmm. a paranormal radio oh. person. Even though, <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Different strokes for okay. Or so podcast I, person. We had uh, earlier in the show. We had uh, a bunch of questions from Mac from the. Uh, Audience. Yep, from the Magic Magic Fishbowl, which was hacked. There was a couple weird ones in there. But listen, uh, over the break, we got another uh, just in uh, by email, another question. Mm -hmm. Somebody was wondering. For you. A question for you. For you. No, for you. How did you meet Mac? How did I meet Mac? Well, I was a photographer for a newspaper, and he had written a book, and the newspaper was doing a story on him, and... I was sent to take his picture. So I met him that way. That's the short version. That's the very short version. Right. <laughs> he yeah. will make it sound what? Hot, you know. romantic. No, you Did won't. You, say you, hot? Won't, <laughs> you won't say the romantic part, but that's okay. Okay. Well, right? Will you? Well, let's see. Okay. Go ahead. I worked uh, a white collar job at the time, and one thing that I was proud, proud of myself was I never stayed past 5 o'clock. That's just the way this corporate culture was. You work your ass off between 8 and 5, but as soon as 5 is there, no one's staying. Yeah, you're going home. Get it's a it lot done. different than my job. Yeah. But okay. go ahead. I digress. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, nobody cares about that. So, num- num- <laughs> anyway, uh, so but this one night in my entire career as a white-collar guy, I stayed late, and that was the night that they were supposed to come take my picture for the first Wingman book. Wingman 1, still on sale everywhere. Yeah. And so when I got there, the person had come and gone, so they had to send their weekend photographer. and That, that was, was me. That was Lois Lane. So that's fate, yep. right? Because, you know, he, let's uh, say. Wooed you? Wooed me from okay. there. All right. <laughs> Took a long time because I was a little dense, but that's okay. Well, time, well so was I. <laughs> A lot of time and three restraining orders later. No, but, you know, see, that's how he wrecks it. It's okay, nothing right. like that at all. Nothing like that at all. So what's the but other question? But it's funny, right? It I is don't funny. think so. I don't think that you joke about things like that. But well, it's I, me. Uh, that's why I'm not on the show, people, okay, as well, you are all saying, yep. How <laughs> do you know they were saying yep? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so you have another question there? What was it? Well, the real question is real question. people are wondering, have you ever seen a UFO? Have I ever seen? I don't. I. 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 I don't know. I doubt it. Let me put it this way. Okay. There's been a couple of times when um, I saw something very strange in the sky, and, and you're with me. Um, you know, a few years ago, we were down on the beach at it was dusk, and um, just every um, one two times a year, where we are in Palm Island, uh, off of uh, Newby Point, Mass. The waves are huge, you know. It just seems like, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, like huge, huge waves, like in Hawaii. So people go down and they watch, and they watch them, you know. Mm-hmm. They're just fascinating. So we were down there one night, and um, it was dusk, watching these things, and there's just miles of marshes all around where we are, and 
we see these two sets of lights coming, and there were red, green, and amber. I remember that, and I remember people saying, wow, there's you know, a lot of UFOs have been spotted. They have red, green, and amber on them. They're flying very low, and the lights are blinking in like these like crazy, crazy ways. And I said to Lois, I said, look, fine, we're gonna, you know, what is this? What, what are these things? You know, we're finally going to see a UFO. <laughs> yep. And they went right over us, and there were medevac helicopters going to the hospital in Newport, right. flying very low. Now, all I can think of is— But we didn't hear them. Didn't hear them. There was no sound that, that was until they went over. It right. was strange. Once again, sound is, you know, ruled by the wind. But um, mm. but if they, had, if they had been like another uh, hundred, I don't know, maybe a hundred yards away from us, a football field away, we would have said, hey, what were those things? Right, because you know, we, would we wouldn't known have known mm-hmm. what they were. Um, this, uh, you know, a few other times just saw stuff. We were, we were a bunch of us at a driving once watching three UFO movies. Huh. And we looked up and we go, oh, man. And we saw these three lights just go streaking across the sky. And we were thinking, uh, no one's going to believe it, but just stone college guys at movies watching UFO movies saw a UFO. So, huh. that, and, uh, but, you know. So you're not sure. Nothing like, nothing like uh, you know, they landed and uh, said, how you doing? But <laughs> have you? Have, you have. I'm, I'm going to ask you an uh, empty question. But you've seen a UFO, one better than mine, right? I I. I saw something that I don't know what it was. It was about 11 o'clock at night. I was in Schenectady, New York, mm-hmm. driving home. I had just gotten off the thruway to my exit that led to my apartment. And I was returning from my waitressing job. Waitressing. Friendly. Was it <laughs> friendlies. a friendly? Did you friendlies. To- I don't think friendlies is even a thing anymore, but I digress. Did you have the friendlies uniform on? Uh-huh. Oh, my Please. Next, I mean, go, please. Yeah, polyester, black and, I mean, blue and white checks. Stop, stop, stop. Anyway, um, so I'm driving along, not thinking about anything, just like, oh, I can't wait to get home because it's so late. And, Hmm. you know, I worked, I was going to school. Anyway, um, so as I'm driving on this, it's not really a service road, but the road that, Mm-hmm. Um, took the that leads to my little community um, off the thruway. It's a not a very um, busy road at that time, mm-hmm. but you know it's two lanes on either side, and um, and I'm just driving along, and then I look up and I see like what looks like a headlight, you know, but it's big, yes. you know, and I thought, oh, you know, I didn't think anything. I just figured it's a plane, but. It was um, at, like, um, house roof levels, okay. right? So it was low, very low. Very low. And, um, and I thought, and I, this road that I was on was a little bit below, sort of a very hilly area. So I was down a little bit below looking up and thinking, wait a second. So now I'm getting off of the, the little ramp that leads to mm-hmm. um, my road. And, um, and I'm slowing down because I'm thinking, what could this possibly be? Mm. And it stopped. Mm. And that's I like went, holy moly. I didn't know what to do because it stopped. I just got, I really panicked. Really? <laughs> um, I hit the gas and <laughs> good, um, good made a very quick left. Maybe didn't completely stop at the stop sign. Mm. Zipped home, kept looking in my rearview mirror to see if it was there. Didn't see anything anymore. Got home and kept looking out the window. And I was petrified. I lived alone. And it was late at night, and I got myself all scared. But um, 
Yeah. And I, I was like, who do I call? What do I do? How do I find out what just happened? Did we know each other at the time? We did not. No. So I would have called you. Yeah, that's right. But okay. anyway, so that is my UFO story. Huh. And I'm sticking to it. I, whatever it was, the stopping really got me. And um, I honestly, I know everybody always says this, but I didn't know that was a thing that happens. Yes. I mean, now knowing you... And, you know, all your research and everything, I understand now that yeah. that's something that happened. But You hear it a lot. You know, I, I, I stopped, it stopped. Yeah. I went, it went. You know, it's, it's you know, following me. Um, we got another uh, email here. <laughs> this is great. I love that people are chiming in. Lois, have you ever been flashed? Oh, you know what? That's just disgusting. I, yes. That's a yeah. yes, okay. Yeah, three different times. Well, four life. different times. I was there for the fourth one. Fourth one with the Gumby. Oh, pff, that was more for you this than for a, me. No, you no, tell that home. story. Both of them. What the? Anyway, it was a little tiny. Hang on, little hang on. Don't don't don't, don't, anyway. don't yeah. Go ahead. This is funny. Don't roll the punchline. Uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> we met. You had told me that you had been flashed three times in your well, life, right? Yeah, not the first thing I told you, but yeah, I did. <laughs> well, actually, no, because that would have been interesting. That happened before. Yeah, no, no, they no, all no. happen before okay. you. Yep. Where and flashing is where uh, uh, a person with you know a, a, a man with some uh, you know kind of mental uh, social issues. I guess well, it was weird. Take it out in front of uh, uh-huh. you know girls and you know that's the way that they get their kinks. Anyway, so you just happened to be a, um, a, a, a. It happened to you three times. Three times. One time I was walking to my car. I was yeah. at college. <laughs> Walked to my car. Off in the distance, and it's so cliche, but a guy in a trench coat just was walking to his car. His car door was open. You know, again, I just wasn't really paying much attention, just looked over, and um, he's probably, I don't know. Don't say it. 50 feet away. Okay, all right. You know, so, I mean, I could see him. I don't know. I'm I'm bad with that number. But anyhow, so (laughs) he's just walking to his open car door, and all of a sudden he just like, He's walking. Yes. Um, so it's a profile. <laughs> and he just opens okay. his. Picture that now. Moves okay. his trench coat, and there I can kind of see that it, it out. Out. <laughs> wow. So, Santa reference. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that was the very first time. Number two. <laughs> I was working in a store where, um, again, this was college time. Um, Wear T-shirts. Do you remember in the olden days when you actually pressed on letters and um, decals and stuff that you would go to the store and say, "Oh, I want that on my shirt." Oh, and yeah, then sure. we would. Well, that's what we did. We made those there. Yes. And um, <laughs> I was on the telephone. Someone had called me, and you know, it was really busy in the store. You worked there. I worked there. Yes. Okay. Right, right. Right. So I worked there. I thought I said that. And um, somebody called me at the store. So I was. On my break, and I was right there in the front of the store, mm-hmm. and behind the counter where all the decals and things were for people to pick. And I'm just, you know, looking around while I'm talking. That's yes. what you do. And this guy is standing there, and he keeps moving his coat. Coat. And he has on very, very tight pants. Why am I talking about it's this? Good. This is it's good radio. Go, go ahead, please. Oh, my gosh. See, this is why I don't do this show, because you guys are just dirty. Now we know. I don't really like that. So there's the real answer, people, because this has turned into an There might be a UFO in here. Go ahead, please. So anyway, so the guy just moves his jacket, and I'm like, 
Huh. Honestly, I know this sounds stupidly huh. naive, but I'm like, what is, what is that? Well, Why does that guy have a banana in his pants? And oh. I know that's, a, but I was very, 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 very naive and didn't, you know, very, yeah. Okay. I know it was college, but I was a little slow, let's okay. say, in All that right. domain. Well, so, yeah. And uh, then another time, number, now it's number out, three. Of, out of college and I'm a teacher now and I was in the library after work getting, you know, back in the day when you didn't really have internet access like that, I okay. was getting books for Uh-oh. my class. Those things. And um, as I, I was just there, I happened to be dressed like, um, yeah. you know, I left work and I dressed up, oh. you know, a skirt and stuff like that. And Anyway, not that it matters, but I kept thinking... Why do I feel like somebody is like hovering behind me? I kept having that feeling. It was very uncomfortable. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to get, I have enough books. I'm just going to go and cash out. This is how we met. No. (laughs) And um, so, all right, that's happening. And then I said, okay, I'm leaving. And then I feel that presence behind me again. I'm like, oh my gosh, this feels so weird. It feels so weird. And I knew my instinct was telling me something so i went as fast as i possibly could to my car yes. got in slammed the door and put the key in to start and as all of that's happening this person oh it's so gross just like comes to my window and like opens his jacket and there it is wow huh you're Isn't that weird? There um, it is yes yep okay and i was like so what is happening like that's three okay that's three who knows why these guys are doing okay. it? Okay, so you have a funny well, story. Well, so many years go by, and uh, not that many years, and uh, so we're walking across the street in Newbyport once, going to the park lunch, which we uh, mention every once in a while here, and it, there was kind of like slow traffic. Uh, there was traffic, but they were, they were going by slow, and a Volkswagen bus went by, okay? And, and they were kind of right beside us, uh, moving very slowly, and there was a kid way in the back at the window, <laughs> And he had a Gumby. The open window. Yeah. He had a Gumby with his middle finger between the Gumby's legs as if he was flashing us. And I will never forget the smile on that kid's face. Oh, he I'm thought sure he he's was. in jail now, man. But yeah. Wow, huh? So you get flashed by Gumby. Gumby, huh? I, the kid I mean, was uh, just like anybody. Close. Look at how silly I am, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, but it was number four. Well, <laughs> interesting uh, there. Uh, a little slice of your life there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Huh. Okay. It's not, though. I'm sure people are turning the channel at this point. <laughs> I don't think so. Really. <laughs> okay, so now that you've heard all those <laughs> disturbing stories. Probably time to take a break, Lois. It sounds like it might to? be. Okay. I know I need to, like, catch my breath. <laughs> really? Okay. All right. Well, why well, don't we do embarrassing. That? Why don't we all? Go. Embarrassing means good radio. <laughs> uh, why don't we all catch our breath? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Excel Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Special guest tonight. The lovely Lois Lane, please. Mm. Stay tuned. (laughs) Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed. The Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. 
You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Okay, top 10 mm. jokes about musicians with the 2023 edition. Okay, here we go. Start the music. Number 10. Why should all rock musicians be arrested as perverts? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, the drummer sits in the back beating it. The guitarist is always fingering minors. The bass player can't stop slapping it. And they all like the pianist. <laughs> oh, almost, okay. Yeah. All right. Please, Raven, number nine, please. Top 10 musician jokes winter 2023 edition. Number nine, what did the rock star say to the jazz musician? What did the rock star say to the jazz musician? Go ahead. To the airport, please. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's so smart. Wow. That was low. A little cruel. Get a little cruel there. Okay, number eight, please, Raven. Uh, number eight, why don't bass players tell blonde jokes? Why don't bass players tell blonde jokes? Because face... they don't understand them. They don't understand them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did not write these. Wow. <laughs> please, next one. Uh, please. Number seven, yeah. Uh, how do you make a million dollars playing jazz? How do you make a million dollars playing jazz? Robert. No clue. Go, Raven. I... Oh, go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. Start. I got it. Go ahead. You start with three million. <laughs> That's right. You start with three million. <laughs> Correct. Seriously. Yeah, uh, <laughs> okay. Good. Um, uh, trying to get a prize for that. Kind of delayed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing it, believe, believe it or not. Okay. He's asleep on going. Right, please go ahead, Raven. Nice. Yeah. This is top ten musician jokes, twenty twenty three winter edition. Oh my God! They just went away. <laughs> oh, Never that's... mind, I have them. Okay, good. False alarm. Go. Number six. The world's greatest blues musician and the world's greatest jazz musician have dinner together. Who pays for the meal? The world's greatest blues musician and the world's greatest jazz musician have dinner. Who pays the bill? Neither. I don't know who does, though. Go ahead, Raven. We're on to it. No one. They don't charge at the soup kitchen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's really... Cruel, but also says the state of music. Please, next, that's her inning on this. All right, number five. Why did the guitarist leave drumsticks on his dashboard? <laughs> oh, I know this one. <laughs> Why did the guitarist leave drumsticks on his dashboard? Please, Raven. So he could park in the handicap zone. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh. We, we better move on, please, Ray. Number four. What happens when you play the blues backwards? What happens when you play the blues backwards? Beats me. Your wife comes back, your dog returns, and you get out of prison. Wow, okay. Is this on? Okay, next, please. Let's uh, wrap this up, Raven, quick. Number three. Uh... What's the difference between a clarinetist soloing and a cat in heat? Okay, now we have a note on this one. We have no idea what this means. We're hoping the musicians might know. What's the difference between a clarinetist soloing and a cat in heat? Please, Raven. Nothing if the cat is healthy. <laughs> Even the drummer doesn't want to hit that one. Okay. Does anyone know what that means? 
No, no, no. Okay, we'll move on then. Nobody does. No one does. Okay. Not even the joke teller. Go ahead. Number two. No, I don't. I have Number no two. Uh, what's the definition of an optimist? What's the? De <laughs> I know this one too. What's the definition of an optimist? Mm. Go, please. A folk singer with a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> I know some really good folks there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and? And the number one musician joke of winter 2023. How can you make a banjo player's car go faster? How can you make a banjo <laughs> player's car go faster? The question's funny. <laughs> the question makes me laugh. Go ahead. <clears throat> Please. Take the domino sign off the roof. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> man. Cruel. Okay. All right, well. Everyone to Mac Maloney's Mill Track Saw Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show. It's been tonight. Very different show. The uh, gang has the night off, but the very lovely Lewis Lane has uh, joined us here in the studio. Thank you, Double L. You are most welcome. Double L. Happy to fill in for all the gang. Really? Yeah, huh? Okay. Well, we've um, actually uh, touched a few slices of your life tonight. We didn't. Um, Expect to. I mean, the four times you were flashed was very interesting. Um, but anyway, we're just talking off here how uh, we don't really have any, you know, knock on wood, but nothing really strange has ever happened uh, uh, to us other than bats and stuff <laughs> like that. But um, we've seen some, right? Yeah. I know, mean, but other than, you know, it's not crazy. like some people, right? Right. But you did, you do have a connection to the Amityville horror, right? Correct. Well, I suppose in a very, very roundabout way. That's I good. just happened to live on Long Island. And at the time. At the time that, that well, my whole life, right, until I went to college. And got yeah. flashed. Go ahead. <laughs> um so the uh, the neighbor that, you know, I babysit for the kids and stuff, a couple of doors down, he was a police officer and he happened to be a police officer in Amityville. He was a detective, actually, at the time. And he was one of the investigating officers at, you know, for all these calls of this unbelievably haunted house. Haunted house. And, and, and I, don't, I just, I don't know. I mean, I've heard it debunked at different times. Mm. Um, I, I don't know what to make of it if it really really happened right. i did read the book because everyone you know because yeah, yeah. i well and i knew him and supposedly he was in it but i don't remember seeing his name okay but anyway um and i just i was terrified turning the pages i you know i do not like scary things i don't watch scary movies you know i you know i saw one scary movie in my life and slept with the light on for six months and wow. that was that so and, and, and they call me right 
No, this oh, was um, another one. This oh. is when I was little, and I saw that movie, The Fly. And the, oh, oh my gosh, I can't even. Now it's nighttime, and what I'm thinking about it. I'm not going to be able to sleep. Help me! Help oh, me. stop! Stop! Okay, that next. was the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Good, please. So, anyway, so I, I, yeah, I don't even know if I finished it because I was so scared to turn the pages about what was going on. It was just terrifying. Emmanuel Hart. So anyway, the book. apparently he. You know, was the detective, and that yes. is my connection because I babysat for his kids. Yes, go on. But there's a punchline there. Yes, you saw him. Uh, well, uh, years later. Years later, you saw him. Uh, well, I walked to high school, and my friends and I <laughs> saw him quite a few times, you know, okay. in a car yes. with my other neighbor, who I, they excuse were... me, babysat for a couple of times. And. <laughs> It was so. It was. They weren't married. They, they were, were not married to each other. They were married to other people. They would go out on couple dates. But and, then, and they're making out where they can see high school kids walking by. Can well, see them. It was kind of a street that you know. I mean, we were using a shortcut to get there, uh-huh. and I mean, it could have been a private little. You know, it wasn't a well-traveled street. You definitely could like make out yeah. there. I would have hidden better than that myself. Now listen, but, go to a motel, you cheap prick. I mean, fine. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. Uh-huh. I just was like, I can't believe I just saw that. And then I saw them like three more times. Can I tell you something? And I can tell you what was going on. But go ahead, please. <laughs> well, all I know is then he became a bartender at the restaurant that I was working in probably, I don't know, maybe a year later. Mm-hmm. And um, he tried to talk to me and I just wouldn't talk to him. Wow, well, huh, like, He's like, let me explain this. That's all you need to know about Lois. Right and then there. he moved away. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I have high standards. I just think people should do the <laughs> right yet, thing. Once again, yet, you married me. What happened? Huh? I don't know. I guess I didn't know you were so... <laughs> oh, wow. So wow. <laughs> X-rated. <laughs> X-rated? Well, you're, look, you're always talking about stuff on this show that's very X-rated. You don't listen to the show. There's never any X-rated stuff. The only time we have X-rated stuff on here is when you're around. It's that it's is awesome. not true. Double mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think you're going to get a few emails correcting you on that. Uh, I don't think so, then. Mm, I think so. Want to bet? Not that you would pay up. There you mm. What? Who doesn't pay up? Come on. Uh, anyway, uh, so um, yeah. what were we going to talk about after that, though? What happened? <laughs> so we were talking about um, creepy ghost stories and oh, right, how... Yeah. You know, just haunted things and how it tends to always be sort of an older home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yes. is that? Why is that? Because on the way up here, believe it or not, and hopefully on the way back, there's a legitimate haunted house just, you know, on the way you stop at this uh, a red light before you get on the highway to up here. And it just looks like a house that no one's lived in for just, you know, many, many years. 50 the, years either. Yeah, easily. And, and, and like the, the trees are growing out of the windows and stuff, but <laughs> very, very... Just looks like a haunted house up on a little hill and stuff, you know. Um, but, you know, it, we just get to thinking, like, you know, why is it always old places, you know? And uh, I guess we've asked that on the show before. But I don't know. I mean, why would a ghost hang around? I don't know. Why, why does it have to be an old place? And then I said, do you, is there such thing as a haunted condominium? And you reminded me of? The fact that one of our neighbors actually sold his house because he thought it was haunted. He Things happened, you know, like. Cabinets would open yeah, yeah. and he would see people. Um, he definitely, there was more to it than that, you know. Yeah. But there's just things would move that nobody had touched, and yeah. they'd find things in different places in the house that, you know, seemingly nobody had. Right. And nobody living there moved. So, was, so, and those were pretty new. They were only like 20 years old. Right. 
And, and this place was what they called a garden apartment, which was like a very kind of small apartment under the townhouse apartments. Right. right. Um, and um, so, it, I mean, it was just an odd place to be haunted. But he told me once that his name was Rob. We won't say his last name. Um, you know, the way that the, the, the place was laid out, it was like a long hallway down to the bathroom, I guess, and a long hallway for this thing. And he said, I, I just saw like this old guy, you know, go from one room to the other ones. And he says, I thought there was some guy who came in the house by mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there were elderly people who lived there. And, um, you know, I went looking for him and he wasn't there. And that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so he did finally move that guy, as yeah. it turns out. So they can't be haunted condominiums. And we talk- well, Isn't it people just say it has to do with, you know, the spirit that's left behind? So it could be that, mm-hmm. you know, somebody. You know, what, what was that land before it was condominiums? You know? The, you know what it was? It was a rum factory called Caldwell Rum. It's still around these days. So maybe it was a worker who, you know, plunged into the vat. there mm-hmm. or something, if, right? If you're going to go, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, who knows? Yeah, that could be. I mean, that's it was a rum factory there. But, um, you know, the people that we've had on the show have, have kind of broken it down. This is mostly switchy. Broken down like, um, let's say um, – People who see ghosts, so ghost appearances into two different things. First of all, you have, you know, your, your basic, you're, you're in bed at night and the, and the ghost in the sheet comes up to you, right, or something, you know. And that's a ghost. And you talk to them and so on. Your grandfather sits on the end of your bed and uh, so on. Uh, that's one kind of ghost appearance. But when they go to, like, battlefields and stuff like that where there's been, like, kind of, like, mass, uh, you know, Death, murder. Let's say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mass murder. Um, what people see is not so much like a ghost coming to, you know, not so much a ghost coming to you know visit you or talk to you. What they see is that almost something that almost looks like it's caught in a loop of like an old uh, you know Super Eight movie camera or something like that. You would you see there's there's a few of them out there on the on the internet, and and basically you see these images of like these soldiers just kind of walking across the road, you know, and and people who go. There are different times of the year and, you know, over the years have kind of seen this. You know, it's almost like they're caught in a loop. We're seeing something that's caught in a loop, hmm. you know. They don't seem aware that there is anyone around them. They're just kind of caught in this, you know, kind of loop. And one of them happens in um, wherever Custer left to, well, you know, for the little bighorn, whatever that fort was. They see, even today, they hear, they see, like, the soldiers kind of, like, marching by windows and stuff, and uh, they hear the, the horses neighing and stuff. And um, uh, so, you know, it's interesting. So different, two different kinds of, uh, you know, kind of, like, kind of ghost things, you know? Well, Lois. it is, it's just, I, I, it's unexplainable. When you say that thing about the loop, you know, that's when I start thinking about that idea that there are. I know the the, the, the word, but let's say you know the parallel universe yes, is, yes. Uh, for lack of a better word, but it's sort of like that. Yes, you know that They're there real. are these places where those time continuums sort of like time mesh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know yeah. what to. S- I mean, it's universes rubbing up against each other, and sometimes yeah. they, uh, you know, penetrate each other. You know, <laughs> see what I mean, people. One of like. I didn't know that. I'm the judge. Look. <laughs> yes. Um, think- yeah, who knows, you know? I mean, you know, ghosts might be just something that, as you say, happens the next universe over, you know? Yeah. And they just, we see them every once in a while. And I, But I think that, you know, they've been around forever. 
You know, I mean, they well, ghost the, stories. Yeah, sure. they're in the Bible. I mean, they're they're a major part of like Caesar's, uh, you know, uh, you know, dynasty and stuff like that because he believes a lot in ghosts and. Um, Maybe not what we think of ghosts now, but you know they used to like take advice from the ghosts in their dreams and mm. you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, so so you know who knows? But they've been around. So have UFOs. So um, you know who, uh, who knows? But it's like the same thing. The ghost stories, same thing as UFO stories. If only one of them is true, one of the millions that you've heard, then they're all true. You or know? many, right? Right. If only one ghost story, if only one you know, being has come back from the dead. Sure. Then, then they're all true, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, not when I say that, I'm just being. Uh, yes, I understand. Uh, but you know, that means it's true. It happens. It's happening. If yeah. there's one UFO, then you know they're real. You know, there's right. no more mystery anymore. So, yeah, huh? Well, hmm. I thought when they had that report with all the pilots who said what they saw mm-hmm. on the UFOs, I forgot what that was called. It was a, like a year ago or the so. The Tic Tac videos. Yeah, right. Yep. And everybody was like, "This is what I saw." I mean, they are upstanding, mm-hmm. you know, men. Of the military. Pilots. And, Navy pilots. Right. And you would think, I mean, they're not wackadoodles and they're not, you well, know, they're not out looking for anything. They just said, this is what we saw. Right. And, and, well, once again, you know, I mean, really, would a lot of people say it if, it you know, true. it's not true, right? The, um, I don't know. But the, those videos, the Tic Tac videos, as they call them, is, um, is, is like one set of them. Um, actually, were, around since 2004 and one of the pilots navy pilots um who saw them was from new hampshire i forget his name right now but anyway uh what they saw was just this thing i i, I guess it looks like a TikTok. it's kind of tumbling it goes in the water it comes out and these two pilots see it and you see it on their radar obviously it's there um and um um there's, there's one also called the gimbal one which looks like a kid's top and it's just flying along at 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 in ways that, you know, our airplanes don't fly. Uh, it would just, uh, you know, just speed up tremendously and take, you know, turns and so on. Not technology from this earth. What was interesting was when those things finally became, they'd been bouncing around the internet apparently, but when the U.S. military kind of took uh, note of them and they realized that, you know, this video was from the cockpit of an F-18 and, you know, it's very hard to dispute what they're looking at. That was the, a very major turning point in uh, how the U.S. military treats UFOs because before this, going all the way back to the end of World War II, they always said, uh, you know, they don't exist. There are people just seeing things. Uh, you know, they're hallucinating. They're religious nuts. You know, they're trying to sell the book and so on. They would never, ever, uh, you know, just kind of fess up to the fact that we don't know what they are either. Okay. Right. So, um, and now suddenly... Uh, they say uh, they come out and said uh, we don't know what they are either. You know, we've been saying that on the show for years, but they don't know any more than we do. The question is: is why did they fess up about it now? Especially so, if uh, if my little quick research with the pilot's name was David Favor, okay, yep. or something like that. Favor, yep. It says the those videos are from like two thousand four. Uh, one of them was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was involved in one of them, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So. You know, there we are, and now it's you only heard about them in. They supposedly bounced around the internet, to tell you the truth. And that's why they did something. But, but then at some point, I think it was 2018 or so, um, at some point, what they did was um, they the U.S. military, for reasons that, you know, may be you know, TB determined, TBD, um, decided that was the moment 
uh, to acknowledge that we don't know what UFOs are. Mm. They, they had never no, – they, they would not acknowledge their presence. They basically said, okay, we know they're there. We don't know what they are. And for years, people have written books, movies, everything about, oh, you know, they're in cahoots with them. And, you know, the, and you know we have a base on the moon with the aliens and all this <laughs> bullshit. I mean, no, no, that is not what's happening. If we knew, people have heard me say this before, if we knew what UFOs were, if we were able to reverse engineer, you know, UFOs from the 40s, we would not live in this world. Sorry. We'd live in Judge. Oh, man. You okay there for me? I mean, uh, Lois? Yeah. We would live in George Jetson's world. We'd all have little aircon and anti-grav belts and stuff like that. And that doesn't happen. That isn't what isn't what happened. Um, okay. So, so 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 they don't know what they are, but the, they, they and they have never known what they are. But why did they decide to fess up to it now? What has <laughs> happened? Now this is this is four years ago. Well, anyway. what what would be the reason? I have no idea. I mean, when we is talk it about just a change of guard and people saying, you mm. know, it's okay to say we don't know because in, in that administration. We've talked about it on the show a lot, and we say, well, you know, for the first time, they got money thrown at them, okay? They got money to actually open up these uh, offices that have never said anything. You know, they're supposed to go out every 30 days with some kind of report, you know, and they never do that. They hold, hold back a lot of stuff that they said they weren't going to hold back, but they do. They changed the name of the office like three times, and now it's like the most incredible acronym that you can believe. <laughs> and, I th- and they do that, and they know that that's, that's like a th- distraction technique that has been used over the years. You know? So they're just kind of up to their own tricks. But the question is, and now NASA is looking, and then, yeah, NASA, is, now NASA is going to get in on it. Um, but, um, uh, you know, Why? What the question is why? Why, why did now? they decide that? Right. And now, like I say, four almost five years ago, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But I can tell you this: they're not Chinese. They're not. They're not Russian because they these once again these are technologies that we saw almost twenty years ago at first, as first recorded anyway. And um, you know, they don't have that stuff. They don't have that kind of technology. If they did, we'd be all you know uh, using chopsticks. I think, <laughs> frankly, they don't have that. And 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 there is as much in the dark about these things as we are. So uh, it's it's interesting. I never thought that, you know, that the government would actually say we don't know what they are. Yeah. But they have, so. Huh. Well, I think that's it's about time they be honest, right? I mean, what's the point of being all mysterious about it? Well, I because they would say, it. I mean, they, they, what people always used to say, and it is a good point. I mean, they spend almost a trillion dollars every year on the defense department in this country, okay? Sure. All right, so... And that's peacetime. So um, it, that's how huge this this machine is. Now, I know just the realistic uh, of politics in the world these days. You got to have that. You know, you got to have thirteen aircraft carriers going around the world because not everything we do is perfect. But you know, we kind of keep order in the world. You know, I mean, things go wrong. Wow, and they, we are getting a little bit political. No, 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 not political. It's just it's just common sense. You know, if 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 you having a problem in the country and a couple of U.S. aircraft carriers show up and they have like air forces that are bigger than some countries, you're going to think twice about whatever you're going to do. Yep, you know, yep. I mean, you will. That's just the way – that's geopolitics, okay? You have to, it's, a, it's a lot of money. It's a it's lot, a lot, of, lot money, of money. Okay. So what does that have to do with well, – that, 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 Then people, UFO people used to, used to say, well, if they admitted we don't know what this is, then basically what they're saying is for a trillion dollars a year – we're not protecting you. We don't know what these things are. Mm. You know, that was the big the sea change, oh, as the I kids see. say. Why did they suddenly kids. want to fess it up for thirty, forty million dollars? That's that's you know, that's how much they gave them to investigate UFOs. 
I mean, and the first thing they did was change it to UEPs or something. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're gonna. I mean, that's like paperclip money. I mean, forty million dollars is nothing in a trillion dollars. So, it's a mystery. It's another mystery. Right. You know? It's another mystery. Mystery Why? wrapped in enigma. Wrapped, wrapped in, in a, a, uh, a pound burrito. of bacon. <laughs> a, bu- a bacon? Did you say a pound of bacon? <laughs> yeah. Or did I hear that? I heard that because yeah. I know you like things like okay. scallops wrapped in bacon and stuff. When's the last time I had bacon? You would know. Probably. Wow, a long time ago. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Probably when you had the scallops wrapped in bacon somewhere like a year ago. <laughs> somewhere. No, I don't think it was a year ago, but maybe. Now I want scallops and bacon. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so anyway, listen, you know, um, because we've been putting uh, Mads in here, Mac after Docs, we're actually coming to the end of the show there, Lois. Man, my heart is breaking. I hate this. Mm, is it really? Uh, yeah. Why well, would you question that? <laughs> I don't know. I thought you'd be like, yay, we're done. No. <laughs> wow. Can you help me get these knives out of my bag? There's several in there right now. Well, thank you. How do I thank you? How can I thank you, my oh. flower? <laughs> <laughs> um, you can thank me just by saying thank you. I'll tell you I'm what, very uh, happy to help. Thank you. And why don't you tell people about uh, our little experience with Homes for Our Troops there a few months ago. Remember that? Oh my gosh, of course I remember that. It'll stick with me for a very long time. So we drove down to Ma- Ma- Massapoyet. Massapoyet or it's, something like it's, that. It's so, like almost on it's as far uh not on the Cape as you can get because you just go right <laughs> over the river and uh the, 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 the canal. Anyway, so it was it was a distance for us. And but, then you're on Cape Cod. So it's basically Cape Cod. So we get there and we're driving and we um they had school buses arranged for people to get on to drive, so that uh, to drive to this home that was being given to a veteran who was in need. Mm-hmm. And this is what homes our troops do. They build houses. Oh yeah, adapted to our veterans who come back from nine eleven post nine eleven combat. That's Iraqi war and the Afghan war. You know, missing limbs and stuff like that. And they build these houses that are adapted to them. You hear us talking about it all the time. You know, very few stairs, you know, wider doorways, lower counter spaces, stuff like that. And then, you know, when they build these homes from donations, they give them the home. They rip up the mortgage. They give them the key. It's their home forever, and they can go out and rejoin society in a way uh, that, um, you know, they don't have that, you know, mortgage payment thing over the head every month. Right. So, and they can get around. And so they get around, yeah, yeah. So the person that they were giving the home to had been living you know, in an apartment, but she was only able to live in one section. Like, and she had to do all her living, like in the, the living room with the bathroom and the kitchen because she had lost both limbs, right? And so the and wheelchair after- wasn't easily moved right. around this place. So, so she, you know, it was, I, 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 I just can't even imagine what it's like. She was on a helicopter crew in Afghanistan. After two tours in Afghanistan, she came home. She you know, had uh, missing both her legs. So, her legs. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so so we get on this bus, and there were two busloads of people who came to support this. And the reason they had buses is because they, you know, there wasn't enough room for all the cars that would be there. So, mm-hmm. so they drop us off, and we walk down, and the home is beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And you just think, this is what... Every veteran deserves, you know, mm-hmm. especially wounded ones. But, you know, really, we could honor them a whole lot better. But mm-hmm. so they had this beautiful ceremony. And um, so she wasn't there yet. And everybody yeah, yeah, was yeah. in their seats. This was funny. And um, but 
they um, a, like a, an escort <laughs> brought right. her in her car, you know, but it was like, um, I want to say veterans on motorcycles yeah, with like lots Angel of Angel veterans. Yeah, yeah, with lots of flags. A lot of old dudes, man. Yeah. Vietnam veterans yeah. and stuff, you know. Yeah. But oh, and there were probably, what would you say, like 150 people there? Oh, I would say 150 to 200. Okay. And and there, when the escort came, there was probably 20, 30 of these, you know, Holly Davidsons and these, and then state police were there and stuff. And then she comes in the in, in the car. Uh huh. And and there's all these people just cheering. It was very touching. Yeah, everybody was, was lining yeah. the street with flags. And yeah, yeah, you kind of get chills. You know, I mean, I know we make a lot of mistakes and people don't always like seeing our flag. But, mm. you know, it, this is somebody did their job and mm. really paid dearly yep. for what they did. So then they, you know, a lot of people speak and um, say wonderful things. And then she got up and spoke and, you know, mm. was very touched. And then they give her the house and... Mm. I, and and oh wait, we didn't. Did we mention that they also get donations for furnishing it? Mm-hmm. So it you walk into a magazine pristine yeah, home. Yeah, it looks like a magazine home. Yeah, That's right. I mean, and not you know, just very 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 nice. um, user friendly, and um, you could see well crafted. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't spare anything they really did the right thing so it was just beautiful and she was so touched and yeah yeah he even nice. made room for her you know because she had a dog and right yeah right probably a support dog so, so. The, the interesting thing about the speech was that she knew i mean these things are put together with you know donations but they were also put together by you know people who build homes and they offer their time and you know they give their time and money you know right to do this so um that was the case, and like I think all the windows were given by a local window company. You always see on the Red Sox games advertising. And the interesting thing was that she knew them. She you know, authentically knew all these people who were involved in building this house, which I thought was really kind of cool in a way. Yeah. Well, because they really they they make the home to the veterans' to the veterans needs, needs. Yeah. so they do spend time saying, you know, do you want it this way? Do you want it that right, way? Right? Yeah, yeah. You get to know them, uh, and yeah. And I mean, then, it's a great organization. I know you sing the praises all the time, but this was really—I never, we never had seen the results. The, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you just hear about it, and we just told people about it. Mm-hmm. But if you could oh, have seen truth. it, and how many are they up to now? Like two hundred? No, there's yeah, I think it's like two hundred eighty-five or so. And uh, the problem is that the waiting list is like in yeah. the, you know, is a thousand. But sure. the interesting thing about this place in Massapoya, which is a nice part of the world. Um, the lawn was put down by the week before by a bunch of guys, a bunch of patriots, a bunch of New England patriots, went out there and landscaped the lawn for them. You can believe that. And then they went and lost to Miami. <laughs> but anyway, that was nice of them. So it's like that kind of community the effort that you you hear about and you think, oh, this is kind of, you know, cheesy. But we, if we went there, we saw it, and you know, they did it. It's authentic. I mean, it was just it's yeah. very very genuine. People just wanting to. You know, do something for people who have lost so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not in a pity way, just in a way like to honor them. Yes, right. You know, can I just say something? You can. They're not losers. They're winners. <laughs> they're anyway, not losers. They're they not are losers. winners. They're not losers. Well, you know, honestly, anybody who can, whether you get injured or not, anybody who could do that kind of work mm. is, you know, a hero in my book. In any way, shape, or form, because, you know, they all... I know it's so corny to That's say, but they do. They, you know, I mean, our country is what it is because of our forces. We're protected. So, 
Right. So anyway, so yes, support Homes for Troops. Homes for Troops. Just uh, Google them, see what they're about. The only thing I want to say, too, is that 90 cents on your dollar, which is a lot for the charity biz, goes right to our uh, veterans. So Homes for our Troops, wow, there's a nice long plug for them, right? Yeah. Well, they deserve it. Yeah, they do. They're really good. They're really good. We've looked into them. I hope we, people uh, spread the word, too, people who hear this. Yeah, you I, know, I, do spread the word. Yeah, just send them 10 bucks. You oh, know, and, why not? Yeah, yeah, and support them, too. But, right. yeah. Um, but anyway, so listen, why don't we do this? Now it's time for the train to pull into the station, unless you have anything else to reveal there. <laughs> no, I think oh, we've okay. done enough. I'm ready to well, that one, thank you. <laughs> wrap up. Wrap up? Okay. Wrap it up. <laughs> so anyway, I want to thank you, Lois, for uh, joining you, us in the studio tonight. You're very welcome. With your presence. I'm happy to help. Okay. and um, But everybody will be back next week. Well, who knows? And the week <laughs> after that, and you will not have to. Well, one one's to down me. a Bermuda skin diving. Is he going to really come back? No, no. Jamaica, I mean. Mm. Probably not. Some tropical land. There we go. Good for him. I'm glad he's getting away from <laughs> rainy England. That's right in. Yes, right. <laughs> anyway, so uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we say um, thank you once again, Lois. We really appreciate it. I'm happy to help. And uh, until next time, this is Mac and Lois. She refuses to change her name to Cheese. <laughs> no, still a no? Still a hard no on that? Yeah. I try to stay plant-based, so okay. oh, Cheese yeah. is oh, not no. my... <laughs> Just okay. kidding. Anyway. Um, so uh, until you hear us next time, this is Max saying be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.